For TBWA Shiite Day New York and Nissan, ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in port mode with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile to celebrate, that's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us for a couple of hours. Jay Foreman, Rico, myself. Uh, old school, you can text in 402-464-5685. You can <laughs> hey, call man. in 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sardar Hammond Text Line. And the video streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Hey, you ever get texts from people that you know? And you know what? you just like, God bless them. I love them. One of my boys just texted me, man, and I love this dude to death. And I know he's listening because he's texting about the Golden Corral. He he said, if I pay for <laughs> I can't even say this because next time I see him, I won't even be able to concentrate, and I hope I see him this weekend. He said, if I pay for a steak buffet and I'm deprived, de- de- deprived of it, you know damn well I'd be triggered. And, I, and, and if you know him, I know he's going to set the party off. Then he says, damn near got arrested as, <laughs> at a – I won't say where he's at just in case anybody was there last Saturday morning over some BS. That's my dude right there. That You know what I'm saying? That's my dude. So I know if, if it's 12 o'clock and I'm at Golden Corral or, or, or Big Red Kino, this is the number one on the call list. We got to go handle something. I need you. Yep. Code Red. I know there are people that just I don't answer phone when they call after him. He's he's just after, if, after if, if he's listening, you just went on to my favorites list. You you at any time, any place, Speak. anywhere that phone is ringing when you call. You have just been it promoted. Jay said speed is. dial that number four. Like it just it depends on who it is. Call the OG. I'm putting him in as OG. <laughs> right, because there's certain people that you go, I got you. Yeah, but there's certain people you go. This dude. Yeah, like my cousin. Yeah, like, <laughs> like my cousin. Like this. Like dude. my cousin. I love him to death. But he takes stuff too far. And it's like, dog, you trying to get me involved in stuff that make me like probably end up in places I, I definitely ain't prepared to be in for a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always used to tell him when he used to go out on Fridays, I was like, you know you can't get out till Monday. He's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, the, but those are the people I know. Like I know which clubs I can go with them to. Uh, I know what parties I can go with them yes. to. 
I know who yeah. I can be around with right. them. And you have to know. Right. You like, have to know because some people and – and this happens a lot. It, you know, we're getting off a little tangent. This happens like – remember when it was real prominent in, in knock on wood? It hasn't been as much, I think, because of COVID, right? Because players aren't allowed to go out as much. And then you have, you know, the, the contact tracing. So, that, you know, even Joe, Joe Burrow said that, hey, there's nothing much to do in Cincinnati and guys are just staying in. But – you remember there was a rampant time, even in the NBA, where guys were constantly going, not constantly, but on a high alert of getting in fights at clubs and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. This is for you people. Generally, it's not the player. Now, there are players that go out and really feel themselves and look for it. Generally, it's the people with you because they feel like, say, Rico, say Rico's the starting cornerback of the New York Giants, and I'm his friend. And I'm, maybe I'm just coming in for the weekend or, you know, I live with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I take on that personality or that aura too. So then I become, you know, I think I'm a superstar and I think I'm better than everybody else. Pull Rico in. Now I could start the fight with DP, right? Mm-hmm. Rico comes in and saves me or we go on two on two or we're trying to fight our way to a situation. Rico's pretty mug. Whether he has uh, color contacts on or not is the one that was on, you know, ESPN or whatever. Good Afro right. day. Right. Yeah. That's why. Remember when Chris Carter said you got to have a fall guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's an interesting time and in, in, uh situation. But that gold cross out, I was just chuckling, man. I, I just like it makes my stomach hurt just looking. I'm like, what? What is going on? You know that I, I saw the video and I the first thing I thought of was, damn, I miss Golden Crow. That's it. I Rico talking to you in the break. I think you would fight at Golden Crow. I wouldn't fight. You would get into I don't, some stuff. I don't. I don't the, fight. How ex- how excited you were when you were talking about you knew the knights and all that other stuff. Oh, I got that Bourbon Street chicken. Yeah, yeah. See there you if, go. See look, there. Hey, you, if somebody takes my Bourbon Street chicken, I mean, there might be words. Right, but if somebody hits you, you're gonna be in a fight. Well, maybe. See, then there you go. I wouldn't fight a Golden Crow. That's that's dumb. You would just fight outside? Yeah, just out. Yeah. We would out, out in the parking outside. lot. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not going to fight inside yeah. the Golden Crow. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't want no Spill chicken juice. I don't want no, yeah, I don't want no chicken juice on my, no, on my, my, my brand new yeah, sweatshirt. Terrible. Well, yeah, idea. that's the other part. So did anybody? Like, you could, you <laughs> could identify. Did somebody throw them in the cake? Like how you dressed up to go wherever you're going will probably dictate your reaction. Like So in the nightclub days – just having a bar or a sports bar, you get whatever, whenever, right? Everybody comes as they come. But we had, we created a nightclub. We said, you know, you put tablecloths on the table. Oh, okay, I got you, yeah. Uh, serious dress code, right? It's like, sure. okay, people are just going to come in. Like, if, if if you came in with your girl and you're in your best, you're probably going to not act a fool. No. Right? Unless I, she wants to act a fool with you. That's when you know you're in trouble. Put you in a situation. Look, if, look, look, look. Okay, so I'll ask you guys. Have you ever had a, a significant other who almost got you in a fight in public? No. But I've seen. Yes and I've no? Seen, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen. I've seen it. You, you, you I've seen, know it, right? I've seen. I was like, dang, she's more gangster than him. Like, baby, get him. And it's like, oh, no. No, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't. But I, no, I don't think so. I just I don't understand how situations. people go to the clubs and fight. Like I'm there trying to hang out with my boys and have a good time, right? I mm-hmm. mean, now granted, and now there are guys that I even back when we were in college, we'd be at O Street and we'd be hanging out, and it's always tight in the bars, and they would come by, and I get it if you bump into me, but dude, don't you throwing an elbow? Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? 
right? But that's like then you. I figure usually you can kind of talk it out, right? But I've seen, I've seen up close and personal some people get hemmed up. I, one of the best knockouts I ever seen was in a, it was in Prince's Club in Minneapolis. I mean, homeboy, I I I seen it and I was like, dude, this dude's gonna get clocked because he was trying to hook up, talk to this dude's girl. It was like their anniversary, and he mm. and he and he was going in their drink. She was standing there, and he came back with the drinks, and he wouldn't like get out of her face. He said, "Look, man, you know he just he was trying to explain to him." He went to the bathroom twenty minutes later. Dude got up in his fa- the girl's face again. Came up, tried to square up, one hit a quitter. I, I'm, when I say out, out like some stuff you see on like Instagram or wherever you see him. Sleep. Was he snoring? Oh, good night. He looked so peaceful. peaceful. He was in REM sleep, rapid eye movement. <laughs> he had his arms across the <laughs> Right. <laughs> sleep. It's almost like you want to take your jacket. That was back when you wear a suit to the club. Said, you to put the jacket yeah. on him. Fold it up, put it on his head. Put it under his head. <laughs> Let him have a pillow. Yeah, give him a little lullaby. Pillows, pick him up, put him in the corner. He's going to be here for a while. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's what he's saying. Or you got to throw the ice water on. Wake up. <laughs> No, no, that's the one where you you take his thumb and put it in his mouth. Right, that's <laughs> it. That's it. So night, night. Yeah, he's there. He's there. There's look. I, I'm glad I'm old now. I don't have time for a lot of stuff like this. I, like I said, it, back in especially in my bar days, um, even if I had like a door, like a super dorman crew, so I'm a place in Virginia. Well, we literally went and got offensive linemen from college to, to be dormant. Right. Right? And and that was on purpose. But then there were certain places where I didn't want to feel like I had, had to have security in the in the place. And it, there was the one time where I actually lost it. And, and I took care of a situation myself, and I said I was never going to do it again. And that was the last time I put hands on somebody um, – even when right, because dude, dude spit at me, and and as I was asking him to leave the club, he spit at me, and his boy tried to walk up, and his boy threw a punch at me. I ducked it and grabbed the guy who this was about, right. who had been he'd been grabbing my my waitresses, right, and I'm like okay, well you got to leave, right, like you got to leave, and his buddy tried to step up. Now I had my top security dude is is a monster. He's a he's a monster. Um, he was security for the Redskins from back in the day, and he was like, "Yo, D, like that was a sign, like it's on, like I'm activated now." He goes after the dude who threw the punch, right? He's like, "I got to take you out." So George would just grab them and just walk them. Right. He would lift their feet off the ground and walk them out of the restaurant. Now, it's me and dude one on one, and I simply reacted and i said i was right in doing it but i was wrong in doing it and i grabbed him by the neck and held him up against the wall and waited for fairfax county's finest to show up and (laughs) i just snatched him right well when fairfax county showed up and they took dude and they had him in the car and the police officer who and again they knew us because yeah. Like whenever we had a call, they were the ones that would show up. Jay, they rolled up and said, um, uh, what'd you do to do? And I said, nothing. I just grabbed him. He goes, man, that dude crapped his pants. Ah, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Hey, that's that the dude best. crapped his pants. He goes, DP, you uh, snatched that dude up so yeah, hard. Yeah, that's crapped what I was talking about. You had a, you had a lurking <laughs> reaction, homie. Right? Like, hey, <laughs> I think I made a poop. <laughs> right? Like yeah. it was like, okay. But then I felt, I was like, okay, a part of me felt really bad. 
Pardon me. Because he was a grown dude. Like, this is a grown man. Dookie Pants. That's right? his new <laughs> let, Hey, you should just let him in the club from there on. Oh. Dookie Pants. So he can see you. I made yeah. you crap your pants. You know you ain't going to Oh, he it. wasn't coming back. Yeah. Well, you know, he, let him in. You know yeah. he wasn't coming back. He gets it for Matter of fact, you're getting a drink. You're getting a free <laughs> yeah. drink he every gets time. For, he gets in for free from now on. I think you might have a reaction. If you have too many drinks, you're just going to Dookie on yourself. No, no. You just walk up. There were people that you just walk up and you just. Flex real right. quick yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he gets in for free, but you know if he gets a little bit too much, just, you just show him a picture of DP. Right. Yep. Yeah, Dookie's pants. He got to wear. Give him diapers though when he comes in. Scott. Hey, you want to hear a funny story though? I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. So when I, so when I was in Lincoln, way back, I think the bars closed at one, right? Which they still do. Okay. Well, then remember it went to two for a little while, mm-hmm. or maybe it just went to two and then it went, maybe went back to one, but it was one. And, and so when we went to Buffalo. You know, um, you, you, the way it used to go is that you get drafted. There's like a week or two. Then you fly you in for rookie mini camp, which is like two or three days. And then it, then you have a day off. And then you have a real mini camp, right? So that's when the veterans come in. And then you have like a few days off. And then you get into off-season training or whatever. So it got through the last mini camp. And, you know, you're nervous the whole time because I was a late-round draft choice. You didn't know if you were going to get cut or whatever. So one of the older guys, hey, man, you know, it was me, my boy Rayon Hill, and I, I got to give it up to Rayon Hill. We we used to call him, um, well, I can't say the word on, on the radio, but just say Dookie Ray because he looked like, he would, the way he looked in his uniform was horrible. Like the, he was number 39 and he would, you know, we would have to taper on pads. Yeah. Because it's either you pay somebody to tape him or Rayon want to tape him on, but the nine would be up here. The three, I mean, he just looked horrible. He wore a hockey elbow uh, or elbow pad, had like three fingers cut off, right? And then when he'd eat, he would just have food everywhere. But he's the coolest dude. He's actually the stuntman for like when Jamie Foxx and stuff like that. So he's doing really well. He's from New Orleans. Wow. So it's me, Ray, um, Sheldon Jackson, who I, who we played with, and. Uh, Keith Newman and Sean Bryson and this guy named Gabe Northern. So one o'clock hits, you know, I'm used to Lincoln, you know, and first Gabe was like, Hey, I'll pick you up at 11. I'm like, dude, it's a 30 minute ride from Orchard Park down to Buffalo 20. You trying to go to a club for an hour? He was like, Oh no, it's open to six. Right. Bars close at six. I'm like, you serious? I was like, this is, I'm thinking like Vegas, right? I'm a rookie, man. We stayed out to that bad boy to like, 334, and I'll never forget this is a little dude was just always, he was like he was too excited in the club, had too much to drink, you know, up on waitresses too much, is giving people problems, and they had a couple bouncers. And I remember it was down on Chippewa Street, and that's the, or it used to be the place to be. This bouncer took homeboy out by the back of his pants and the, and the top of his shirt and literally threw him out of the club onto the street. And everybody, and then it was like that's where everybody kind of congregated because they would have pizza, hot dog, yeah. you know, stands or whatever. And it was like a standing ovation. I, w- it, I want. I, I, I'm resisting the temptation to call my my, my, my bouncer buddy George. This is the one. Like so, whatever bar, wherever I was, he was he, he was my lead guy. He should bar guys or bar or uh, bodyguards and bouncers. They should have like their own like thirty for thirty. Just so imagine, so, right? So, you know what I'm but, saying? But, well, well, I mean, we went through. So we had so the bar that was in D.C. It was in the MCI Center where Caps and Wizards play, and but we would hold events in this ten thousand square foot space sports right. bar in it, and we would have bands and that sort of right. stuff. I mean, there'd be two thousand people in there, right? And George 
George played football at Howard University. Played line, middle linebacker at right. Howard University. Right. It tells you several things about right, him yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, he got short, <laughs> he got, he got short fuse. I right, right. Know that. Middle linebacker at Howard University. But then he went and got all of the offensive and defensive linemen to stand at different corners. Right, right yeah. So it was, it was impressive. Now, when we went to Virginia – where the clientele was different. Right, yeah, you couldn't bring George and his boys. Well, I bring George, but we would go and get the local big dudes. Right, yeah, so yeah. back in the day, one of those dudes was Dave Batista, the wrestler. Right. Like, but Batista got a reputation pretty quick. He was he was a hothead, but he was funny. Like he was right. a funny hothead. Oh yeah, talk right? to you while he right? beating you up. Right, like it was like yeah, <laughs> like you understand. Yeah. Smile, like, right? watch this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Why are you bleeding so much. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, it was him and this guy named Joe Nestro. Uh, there was four of them, and George. I watched them just physically move people like I've never like it. It was impressive, but they were kind most of the time, like ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. They were kind. But when they when it popped off, it was yeah. It, it changed the game, and George. George now uh, trains uh, military uh, veterans. He's he's got like uh, so for fitness. He he he's a rehabber. So right. his, his, as a matter of fact, his company's OG Fitness. I need to have mine because you 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 want to hear some stories. George is the guy because it's like him and Ray Brown from from oh yeah Washington. Uh, Ray Brown's a funny he, j- he, jumpy gathers. Yeah, yeah, big, big, yeah, big yeah. forklift. Yeah, yeah. But Ray, <laughs> Ray Brown, to get it like more to the sports. Ray Brown played offensive line for twenty years. Mm-hmm. I think he then he's he's he was coaching in the NFL for quite some time. You know that you know, I know he did for at least like ten years. But Ray Brown was built like a bodybuilder, real small waist. I mean, he had big legs and stuff like that, but was yoked up like I mean, you, I mean, he had you know he was pretty lean. This is, and I played against him uh, when he was with the Forty ers and uh, we had Ted Washington, who had utmost respect from everybody. Nobody, I've never seen anybody. Obviously, you couldn't because Ted was you know destroying people. Um, but we had Pat, Ted Washington and Pat Williams as their defense, one or two of our defensive line linemen, and. Uh, so Pat Williams was just starting to come into his own, but he was going up against Ray Brown, right? And I remember we played out in San Francisco, and we got smoked. I think we got to beat like 28 nothing. Terrell Owens, it was on Halloween because he scored, and he did the Michael Jackson thriller with the with the dang uh, you know, cheerleaders. But I'll never forget it was a TV timeout, and I was about to call the defense. Ray Brown got this deep voice. He's like, hey, hey, Foreman. He's like, you need to go over to the sideline and tell Pat Williams come back out here and let me kick his you-know-what some more. He's like, I'm having fun. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've been tearing him up. He's like, I've been tearing him up all game. I was like, he, he really did have – he had the, the most baritone of yeah, voice. Yeah, a deep voice. Like, you're going to hear it through crowd noise, but we were just in a TV timeout, and I was looking for the signals. He's supposed to be in the huddle. He's like literally from me to DP, you know, hey, hey former. You're yeah. running over Pat Williams to come in there. And then he's looking over there at the sideline. Looking at Pat. Yeah, looking at Pat. Just like so oh. we had so we played so when he was in DC, so he would come in my bar all the time, and him and Jumpy and all that crew. But we would play softball together. So I actually played for for, for Washington's 
like charity softball team. So whenever there was somebody wanted to do a fundraiser, right. they'd call me and I'd gather it up and we'd coach and play. But then we'd also did a game where it was my softball team against Washington. Washington, yeah. And so imagine this, right, that uh, Mark Rippins, uh Russ Grimm is, is pitching. So you're not hitting anything up the middle because if you mess around and hit Russ Grimm, he's going to take your lights out. Yeah. We had Stan Humphreys, Donnie Warren at first. Stan Humphreys, when he was before he went to San Diego, was at third. Mark Rippon was at short. The outfield was Monk, Clark, Sanders, and I don't know if you remember Walter Stanley, baby love, played for the Packers in Washington. I remember the name. Pump return to yeah, kicker, all, all this stuff, right? Yeah. So catching for for Washington was Ray Brown. Now, Ray Brown's six seven. Yeah. He's now, a big dude, like six seven, three twenty. Yeah, like he's he, he is a man mountain. Did he did he get down in the stands? He got down in the stands. Was still taller than most of the people that was there. And then he figured out. Ray said, "I'm gonna have some fun." So Jay, imagine getting in the batter's box, and you're looking at Russ Grimm, and Russ Grimm is giving you the hog scowl, like you know, go ahead and mess up. Mm-hmm. And then Ray, right as the pitch would be released, Ray would go strike. <laughs> yeah. You flinch. You flinch. It was like, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> there was a play at the plate. Why? Oh. Why? Oh. You guys are taking it way too seriously. Uh, oh, no, no. Well, see, here's the thing. It it wasn't supposed to be a play at the plate. But my buddy kept deciding he was going to try to score on, on Gary Clark. And Gary is athletic as all get yeah. out. Yeah, he was good. Gary had a pump. And Gary, like, he didn't. you didn't think the throw was going to get there. No cutoff, straight from left field. Rocket. Except the dude thought, well, Gary's going to let him score. He also thought Ray was going to let him score. So he came in standing straight up, and Ray Brown extended – he caught the ball and extended his arm up the third baseline. (laughs) He probably went went the softest he could. And it looked like – He punched him? It looked like uh, like he hit him with a wrestling – Yeah, clothesline. Clothesline. Decapitated. Like it was – and. There are probably 4,000 people there. And you could hear the collective, I think he's dead. You know, D- DP, you guys had the, the, the first installment of pros versus, or Joe's versus pros or oh, whatever. Oh, we was at it. Yeah. We was at it. Yeah. And, and I love it, that show. It, it took him. It was, pretty, it was funny. They need to bring that show back. It took him It took him a easily three minutes to gather himself to yeah. get up. And Ray just stood up and go, my bad. Yeah. But, yeah, you, a, but 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 you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that, and that's it. That is Ray Brown, right? And walked out. He, did, hey, he just keep it. He keep it business as and usual. Walked away. So hey, we'll turn the break. Uh, Rico will tell us what's up. If there's a rant for Friday, lock and load. Get it in. We'll be right back on old school. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers.